Hello everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the DSL podcast. Today I'm joined by Kaylee Mails, who I believe this is your debut podcast. Yes, you are correct. And how do you feel about that, Kaylee? Fine. Good. Well, we're going to be discussing a follow-on from the last podcast we did on Radical Candor. Yeah. Because I think I'd be right in saying it's new to you and certainly... In your work experiences, it's new to you. Yeah. So for me and everybody listening, can you please summarise what radical candour means to you? I mean, if there's an issue or something isn't done up to par, then you're told about it before it's more of an issue. That's what it is to me. Have you experienced yes. that? <laughs> okay. Interesting you use that. So in some of your past experiences, what kinds of environments have you been working in? Um, environments where no one tells you if there's an issue or they'll talk about you behind your back, which it, like, it was in the entire company, not just to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About you. Yeah. And about other people. And yeah. everyone else would hear about it, but you wouldn't hear about it. Okay. And any other examples of other environments you've worked in? Have they all been like that? No. I hope they haven't been. Only one. Only one. Okay. Only one. Many names. So since how how easy was it for you to adjust to this, I suppose, attitude, you can call it, I mean, when I was first told about it, I thought... How how far into you working here were you first told about it? I think it was mentioned in a I think he mentioned it, and Mm -hmm. but he used the term radical candour and I didn't didn't know know what it meant, so I just agreed. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I didn't ask. Um, But... When I was first told about it, I thought, oh, that would be refreshing, mm. like, to just be told rather than everyone talking about it and then you being the last to find out or being the last to find out when it's too late type thing. Um, but then when it has actually... I have been radical candid. Right, yeah. Um... It was a lot more difficult to take than what I thought it would be. Well, it's one of the, the issues that you have. One of the things you have to consider when talking about it is how people are going to react to it, especially at first. And so yeah. Could, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of specific think... examples. You probably have specific examples more in your head than I do. What, of here? Of here, whether it's something that I've said to you or Rory... I think, um... Oh, yeah. Are there any examples that stand out for you? And you can be honest, because I dare say I'm probably the perpetrator. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so what examples? I think, um, that meeting that me, you and Rory had. Okay. I'm bringing it up. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Um, which there was 
upsetting. Yeah. I did get upset. But then, obviously, I knew what I needed to do. So... It, is, it did help. Yeah, I mean, from the meeting... The meeting. The meeting. It's... I mean, there, there, there's different things. I mean, ruinous empathy is something that, that we've discussed before as a type of communication that goes on in the business where you're like, oh yeah, everything's great, everything's going fine. Mm. And then you suddenly get hit with something out of the blue and you're like, well, I didn't see this coming. Yeah. Now, in the, the meeting that you mentioned, did that come out of the blue or were you kind of expecting that to happen I don't think At I was fully expecting the meeting, yeah. but um, yeah, I knew there was a problem because we obviously have appraisals as well. Yeah. But as I said, if it wasn't for that meeting, I probably wouldn't have realised the standard of work, the standard that I needed to be at and the standard that I was at. Yeah. Because I, I was a. Uh, we can aware. talk about it in more detail. Well, there we I go. Don't... Exclusive here. <laughs> but the I knew that you would get upset. Yeah, because I cry about everything. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, it's true. But I knew <laughs> that you would get upset. Yeah. And the the problem you have with that is like how people react. Hmm. Because in some cases, you you could say that, and it's one of the risks, I suppose, of this whole radical candour. But it's essentially straight talking, no rubbish, no beating around the bush. Is it could have a negative effect on some people if they're not used to that, and? with you and coming from past employments where this wasn't something that was practiced mm. it was for a second it was a consideration of like how how should i communicate this but ultimately i think the way that we did communicate that has proved positive in the long run yeah. Because I think the moments, or the moment, or however long it took you to take that on board and go forward, it has had an overall I think positive it was about effect. A week. So you you dwelt on it for a week. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think it could have gone either way, where it could have had that effect. But then I had to be honest with what was going on. Yeah. And then since then. I mean, I think you reacted in the in the right way to it. I think some people could react the opposite way, though. I think it's just because I'm so... Like, someone tells me I'm doing something wrong and not... But how, how, what's your initial... Yeah, your initial reaction is to kind of fight back, is it? I mean, no, it's not fight first, back. At first, I, like, sulked about it for a bit. But then... I just... 
Yeah. I just thought, I'm just quite stubborn, I think. And I just thought, well, I'm going to show them that I can do it. I think it's the right, the right thing to do. I mean, with the, the way that we work here, I mean, overall, what, are there any negatives for you about it? What, the radical calendar? Yeah, radical, or the kind of attitude we have that if something's wrong and not right, it's not necessarily, everybody's different really. And what I'm saying there is, it's not necessarily a, a pat on the back, everything's fine, it will be fine. Myself, I'm more likely to say, this is, this is not correct, or this is how it can be improved. You're quite blunt, but I think it works. Well, I, I try to soften it, but I'm not very good at that. No, think. you're blunt. So, but it, it works. Like, it, yeah. And Radical Candor definitely works for me. So... I think it works for the company. I don't think... I think some people in the situation I was in maybe wouldn't have taken it as well. And yeah. might have, as I said, gone completely the opposite way. I didn't know if I straight out a shot then, sorry. That, okay. <laughs> yeah, carry on. Um, I think some people could have just gone the opposite way and thought, like when your back's against the wall type thing. And yeah. Not improved i guess so it has i mean i would i would say since you started you're a lot more confident like when you first walked in you now seem a lot more confident yeah possibly so possible well are you maybe no is it <laughs> yes or no okay you are more confident so you've talked we've talked about the potential negatives but from a, I mean, me, me and Maury have talked about the positives from it, but, but for you personally, what have been the positives of being given, di, I suppose, direct, concise, honest feedback? You just, I know what I need to do. Um, I think it's just a lot better to be straight up. To for me, I feel it's much better just to be told rather than for people to be thinking it and not saying anything because then I can do something about it. Well, the thing as well is, and what I make a point of is, if if anybody, if they, for whatever reason, if something's not being done as it should be, I will, as you know, speak to that person about it. Mm. But also if, if something is being done really well, that should also, you should also provide the same which you did. level of feedback. Which you and Rory both did, because a week or so after that, when I'd been working from home, yeah. I came in on the Monday morning to print it out emails that I'd sent and you two saying that. And That's the standard. And saying this is what 
This is the standard each to be. Yeah, yeah. And then since since then, I mean, what Katie mentioned about the main points is what we. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, cameras there. You don't know, look at the screen. You just look at the screen. Yeah. The what we do here every day, and, and again, is what we've done in the day. We email it round to the department. So if ever anybody's off or ill or somebody calls up about something, we can read the following morning what someone's done the day before and we've all got an idea of what's going on. I mean, we can afford to do that because we're a smaller company. And the, I suppose it started with the detail that you went into. And then it was an area that needed improving because the detail you went into you almost weren't doing yourself justice as to what you'd actually been doing. I'd read it and I'm like, I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. So that's when we, I, I spoke about it. But now if you look at them, you know, any anyone who doesn't even work here would be able to read it and say, okay, yeah, that all makes sense. Mm -hmm. and, and that's all from addressing things directly. And I suppose the, an example of radical candor, straight talking, so to speak, being implemented correctly would be you considering how you came in, which was only because of where you've worked before. I mean, you've said that you feel in some of the jobs. Yeah. You, you know, you weren't treated well, you were just a, a number. Yeah. And now you're, you're completely different to that. So I think it, it can, I mean, I think the, the, the main thing is people need to be willing to adapt to this way of working. So anybody that we employ the fact that we are direct about everything and there's no politics will take people by surprise, but ultimately it works for everybody. Yeah. I think you do have to be a certain type of person. I don't think it works for everyone. Well, who wouldn't it work for them? And why wouldn't it work for someone? As I said earlier, I don't think some people would take criticism as well. Like, it could just really dishearten someone and then is it, you like, is it, you it, yeah, but is it criticism or is it feedback? It's constructive criticism. It's, I'm is sure. it all that? I think it's a bit bad, isn't it? I don't... Well, try and think, try and think of a... Is there any profession or, or any job or anything where it's not good to be honest and straight talking? And obviously, you know, we're not going to get into politics. That's a different, <laughs> different arena. Um, no, but I guess some people just wouldn't take it. That's all I'm saying. I don't know why. Why would they not want to improve? 
They're probably... So what, what, type, what type of person... Right? What type of person... Someone that just can't... I guess I'm on my board and want to employ that. Someone that just isn't willing to take what people are saying on board. Well, not even take it on board, but have bad feedback if they think that they're doing well. Mm. If their mind is set that they're doing everything the way it should be, and then someone gave them bad feedback about it, some people just wouldn't take it on board. But doesn't, that everyone does doesn't it. that depend on the length of time that they've been doing something a certain... Possibly. ...certain way? So then let's say that you're working somewhere and you've been doing something the same way for... Oh, I don't know. Like 10 years. 10 years. Oh, I'll say 10 years. 10 years. Great lines. Sure. 10 okay. years and then say, I came in and said to you, no, that makes no sense. Why are you doing that? What answer could you possibly give to explain why you're doing that? Nine times out of ten, though, someone will say, oh, we've always done it this way. Yeah. Which I think is a really naive and stupid thing to say. When the world is changing around you, if you've been doing something the same way for ten years or whatever it is, chances are it's probably outdated. Yeah. So actually, that's one of the things I hate the most. We've always done it this way. How can it still be relevant? Yeah. How can it still be the best way to do it? So in those circumstances, you, I suppose people get set in their ways and they like going in, doing what they're doing, getting on what they're doing. Oh, it's been the same 10 years, 15 years, nothing's changed. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if, if, if the processes are, re are reviewed, that's a mouthful, regularly, then maybe... Yeah, that's why we're doing it this way. But I always struggle to think that there must be something you can improve on. And if you do think that, then you've got to say it. Because something else that annoys me, this is just turning into me getting it, bringing up things that annoys me, is when someone goes, I don't know why, why they've done that. It should have been... Um, done this way, but it's not my job, it's not my job to uh, to do that, to tell them about that, so. Why does that annoy you? Because if you're working for a company, surely your job is to make it as successful as possible. So if you're, if you're seeing something happening, you think it should be done a different way, why are you not bringing that to the attention who can make it, who can do something about it as, as opposed to telling somebody who probably can't. Yeah. Like sitting in the canteen and you're going, oh, Tom, I don't know why he does this in this way. It's a complete waste of time. You know, don't get it. But if you don't say that to me, what's if the... I said, if I don't say that to you... If you don't say that... If you said it to someone else during lunch or break, whatever, yeah. but you didn't speak directly to the person, in this case for me, who can oh, actually do okay. something about it. Then what's it going to do? What's it going to do? And the answer is nothing. And that's when you get all of this, 
gossip crap mm. in these in these companies. And my attitude is that surely that if if you see something going on within the business, and just say you you've gone in at the bottom, but you can see something happening, surely you have to. If your focus is on the good of the business and what's the best for the business, why would you not bring this up? But then I guess it depends on the company as well. Because here you could do that, but if you were working for another company, you'd probably just be told to mind your own. But Speaking from experience. Yeah, but exactly. But that's when you go to a company and all you're doing is playing politics to get on as opposed to actually trying to help the company. Because mm. if you said like some of the companies you've worked in, I'm trying to think if that's been, yeah, I probably have worked in similar things, similar places. If you're going in, it's all just a game because we've all worked somewhere where people are in positions and you think, how on earth did you get there? It's certainly not an ability. It's probably because they've been working there. It's probably on longevity. Hundreds of years. Yes, longevity, <laughs> politicking, I'm the daughter of the CEO. Yeah. Or son of the CEO, the manager, manager director. But that only happens when people don't actually speak up, surely. So if everyone's speaking up and saying, actually, I don't know why, you know, if you challenge some of the things that they're doing, I've worked for a company that there was an individual who... Do you want to name it? No, no. Who, no one was actually sure what they did. Yeah, but they were but on the it, payroll. so long, they wouldn't believe. So it's a little bit down to having the guts. The question. To question and to speak up. I think it really depends on the company because I honestly do not think in that case anything would ever be done. So you didn't... But here, that, that wouldn't be the case. No, no, but in the, in the say, companies you spoke about in the past, yeah. and again, we're not going to do them, but you noticed things weren't right. But you didn't say anything almost for an easy life. Yeah. Do you think that was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do? For you? I mean, I did in the end. You... I, I did bring things up, but maybe it was too late. I don't know. I don't know, but I honestly don't feel like... I mean, the, the issues I brought up were never... A, addressed anyway um but i i don't think anything would have changed even if i brought them up earlier try to be very careful on how i <laughs> so can change can it be affected from say somebody lower down in the company or does it always have to come down no. There's people to listen, and I honestly think that's where some companies go wrong. This is kind of that's fine. That's fine. Fill the fill the airwaves. So say that again. 
because I, I don't remember what I said. You said something along the lines of I, oh, with does it need to come from the top rather than can it can it be influenced from the top or can it be influenced from lower down? I think it can be influenced from either if people are willing to listen. That's worth it. That's what you said. So if you went... I think, and with Radical Candor, I think it... That comes into it, doesn't it? And it is whether people are willing to listen and take things on board. From both. Could you work for a company now who is all more corporate and political as opposed to based on actual abilities? I think it would be very difficult to Do you think you going somewhere else? Are you getting ready? I was going to say a live dismissal. Do you think going somewhere else you'd be able to revert back to playing the politics game I don't think I would be able to very easily. It depends, yeah, it depends where you work for and again if they embrace, you can kind of tell straight away what people are like I think. Yeah. You get a feel for the company. What was your feel for the company when you first walked in here? Here? Because you were, we won't go into too much detail about your interview process. Although I did ask Katie what her specialised subject would be on Mastermind. I regret it. Do you want to know, do you want to tell everyone what that would be? What you said? I said my Mastermind subject would be cheese. And I don't know why I even said it. I just panicked. I think I asked you some questions about cheese and I think you did get them right. I'm surprised you hired me because you hate cheese. Yeah, but well, I'm not going to not hire someone who like cheese. That's a ridiculous thing to say. That would never happen. If I really like cheese thing. that much. No. But. But what, what, was your, what was your impression when you first walked into the company? Because I think we spoke to you a couple of times. Yeah, then you spoke to me came twice in and then I came in. For the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, what was the, the impression? That it seemed... I mean, I thought it was the offices were nice, and um, we were just having a friendly chat by that point because I'd already had two interviews. Yeah. And, and I you said Dave, you said the live version of Aladdin was better than the animated oh, version. Oh yeah, and then you'll judge me. Yeah, I still, still, I still stick to that. Okay, Kevin. Um, and then Dave came in as well, and we were just talking, and I thought. Because I had another job opportunity as well. Oh, yeah. But I really did. So I was like, they just seem like my type of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really nice company. Was the first impression that I got. Okay. Well, I think, I mean, we've gone off on a bit of a tangent. We have. But I think if you're, I think a lot of it does come down to having the, the the guts almost to 
um, act on what you think is the best thing for the company. Because in my opinion, if you're if the actions you make are with the best interest of the company at, at heart, how can they be? How can it be wrong to act on them? Mm -hmm. Because you, yeah, you might ruffle a few feathers, but how can it be wrong to act on them? That's what I don't. That's what I don't understand. We're very lucky here that we can do that, and no one's going to be like, "Shut up!" Basically, but some places just wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to do that. And that you would be told to mind your own. Yeah, and that's what I, I've never understood. If you're trying, if you're trying to improve, surely you have to get the best out of everybody you work with, as opposed to trying to keep them down to yeah. protect your own position. Which but that's the, but that's the, the game. difference between good management and not so good management. But also, yeah, and I mean we're we're talking. We're uh, certainly by people, a small company, so it is easier to adapt this kind of attitude mm. than if you're working in a big multi-million, billion-pound company, whatever it is. But I would say it is possible. It's just it takes change, and I think it just gets to to implement it. Yeah. So okay. again, we've gone off. It is a follow-up. We wanted to get Kaylin to talk about it because she did come from an environment which I don't think you've worked anywhere sort of like this, have you? No. No. So Kaylin came to this, this environment and she's kind of had to deal with it firsthand. So we wanted to get her, her feedback as to how it went and so far, overall, a positive experience. Yes. Okay. Well, I think for today, we can leave it there. Kaylee will upload it on the usual channels, I'm sure. And then we'll be back again soon with another topic. Yeah. So thank you, Kaylee, for your debut. You're welcome. And we'll speak again soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.